Welcome to Derm Surgery Digest at the Microscope, where we explore the latest literature in dermapathology, which advances laboratory techniques and diagnostic approaches. Enjoy this bonus content of Derm Surgery Digest, the official podcast of dermatologic surgery. Welcome everyone to Derm Surgery Digest at the Microscope. I'm Ashley Olsenson, I'm Mohs Surgeon and Dermatopathologist at Loma Linda University. And I'm excited to be hosting a new segment of the podcast called Derm Surgery Digest at the Microscope. This is a segment that will be released every quarter with the goal of really honing in on pathology topics that are relevant to dermatologic surgery. So the idea is to review articles to either answer a question, um, what is the literature on inflammation, how is PRAIN being used, what's the best immunostain for a poorly differentiated squamous cell carcinoma, etc., Um, Please feel free to submit topics related to pathology that you would like answered or discussed. A lot of these articles I'm going to pull from journals outside of dermatologic surgery that really emphasize derm paths such as American Journal of Dermatopathology, the Journal of Cutaneous Pathology, American Journal of Surge Path. So without further ado, I want to focus the first segment on immunostaining with prane or preferentially expressed antigen in melanoma. So PRAIM is getting a lot of attention at the, quote, melanoma marker. There's now a rapid PRAIM stain that's available um, to be used on frozen sections, so for most surgery. And we are going to do a little journey through PRAIM, starting with a landmark article in 2018, and then progressing to a more recent article um, out of Yale by Turner et al., looking at the pitfalls of PRAIM. So article one again, is going to be that landmark article um, by Liz Cano et al. looking at prime expression in melanocytic tumors. The second article, also by Liz Cano et al., is going to look at prime for challenging melanocytic tumors, um, comparing prime to cytogenetic test results of challenging melanocytic tumors. The next article is one by DeWitt. We're going to look at staged excisions of lenticle malignas on the head and neck and assessing surgical margins with melanase, SOX10, and PRAIM immunohistochemistry. This is out of American Journal of Derm Path, and this is actually um, the only article to date that's looking at PRAIM for margin control for um, lenticle malignant, which is a lot of our you know, bread and butter melanoma mose that we do. And then again, the final article by Turner et al. is one out of Yale, hot off the press, looking at the pitfalls of PRAIM immunohistochemistry in a large series of melanocytic and non-melanocytic tumors with review of the literature. I hope um, you enjoy. This is Tara Jennings reviewing the original article, PRAIM Expression in Melanocytic Tumors, by Lascano et al. PRAIM, or preferentially expressed antigen in melanoma, is a tumor-associated antigen that was first identified through analysis of the specificity of tumor-reactive T-cell clones derived from a patient with metastatic cutaneous melanoma. Previous studies have shown that PRAIM is not only expressed in cutaneous melanoma, but also in ocular melanoma and various non-melanocytic malignant neoplasms. This study was conducted to determine the frequency of PRAIM expression in primary and metastatic melanomas and melanocytic nevi to determine if this marker could be valuable as adjunct information for the distinction of nevi from melanoma. This was a retrospective study where the authors examined the immunohistochemical expression of PRAIM in 400 melanocytic tumors. 
Of the tumors examined, there was 155 primary melanomas, 100 metastatic melanomas, and 145 melanocytic nevi. The tumors were reviewed by at least two dermatopathologists with agreement on the diagnosis. Only cases with unequivocal diagnoses were included for this study to determine the frequency of PRAM expression using IHC. Results showed that diffuse nuclear immunoreactivity for PRAME was found in 87% of metastatic and 83.2% of primary melanomas. Among melanoma subtypes, PRAME was diffusely expressed in 94.4% of acral melanomas, 92.5% of superficial spreading melanomas, 90% of nodular melanomas, 88.6% of lentico-malignant melanomas, and 35% of desmoplastic melanomas. When desmoplastic melanomas were excluded, 90.4% of the primary melanoma tumors were diffusely positive for PRAME. Of the 140 cutaneous melanocytic nevi, 86.4% were completely negative for PRAME. Immunoreactivity for PRAME was seen in a minor subpopulation of lesional melanocytes and in 13.6% of cutaneous nevi, which included dysplastic nevi, common acquired nevi, traumatized nevi, and spitz nevi. Among the 140 cutaneous nevi in this series, diffuse PRAME expression was seen in only a single case of pigmented, predominantly junctional spitz nevus from the cheek of a six-year-old. Rare isolated junctional melanocytes with immunoreactivity for PRAME were also seen in solar lentigines and benign non-lesional skin. The results of the studies suggest that immunohistochemical analysis for PRAME expression may be useful for diagnostic purposes to support a suspected diagnosis of melanoma. It may also be valuable for margin assessment of a known PRAME-positive melanoma, but its expression in nevi, solar lentigines, and benign non-lesional skin can represent a pitfall. My name is Amy Green, and I will be reviewing the article entitled Comparison of Immunohistochemistry for PRAME with Cytogenetic Tests Results in the Evaluation of Challenging Melanocytic Tumors by Dr. Liscano and senior author Dr. Klaus Boussam. Although most melanocytic tumors can be classified as benign or malignant on histopathologic evaluation, there are subset that can be very challenging to determine their malignant potential. Cytologic studies such as fluorescent in situ hybridization or FISH for melanoma and genome-wide CGH can provide additional information for these challenging melanocytic tumors, but have limitations in their availability as well as their sensitivity and specificity. PRAME, or preferentially expressed antigen in melanoma, is a tumor-associated antigen that has gained a lot of traction in recent years by its ability to help differentiate benign from malignant melanocytic tumors. Previous reports by these authors have shown that 88 to 94% of non-spindle cell cutaneous melanoma show diffuse reactivity to PRAME, while 86% of nevi are negative, and the approximately 14% that do show positivity positivity show localized reactivity. The authors sought to evaluate the use of PRAME immunohistochemistry in 110 melanocytic tumors with ambiguous features by assessing the percent agreement with results of FISH for melanoma and or SNP array and final diagnostic interpretation. Two dermatopathologists reviewed five micron-thick tissue slides and chose 110 melanocytic tumors with ambiguous histologic features. 
All cases had FISH and or SNP array. So 77 cases had FISH and 40 cases had SNP array and all had PRAME immunohistochemistry performed. The staining of PRAME was recorded as percent of immunoreactive tumor cells. So a score of zero indicated zero staining, a score of one plus indicated one to 25% staining, two plus indicated 26 to 50% staining, three plus indicated 51 to 75% staining, and four plus or diffuse indicated 76% or more staining. Positive for PRAME or suggestive of melanoma was given to the cases with PRAME immunoreactivity of greater than uh, 75% or a 4 plus or diffuse staining. I will direct you towards the methods section for cutoff values for positive results for both FISH and the SNP array. Of the 40 cases with SNP array, 30 could be classified as positive or negative and then were thus included in the intertest agreement calculations. Final diagnostic interpretation with integration of all the ancillary tests as well as clinical history and histopathologic evaluation was performed by consensus of at least two dermatopathologists. I will again direct you towards table one for patient demographic data. Tumors were distributed among the trunk, head, and neck, lower extremity, and upper extremity with a very small percentage in the perineum. They were grouped into atypical Spitz tumor versus Spitzoid melanoma, dysplastic nevus versus melanoma, and traumatized or mitotically active nevus versus nevoid melanoma. A small subset posed diagnostic problems of a combined nevus versus melanoma, a deep penetrating nevus versus melanoma, a sclerosing blue nevus versus desmoplastic melanoma, and an acral nevus versus melanoma. There was intertest agreement between PRAME, IHC, FISH, and or SNP array results in 90% of the cases. Of the 10 cases with discordance, 8 had cytogenetic findings in favor of melanoma, but a non-diffuse PRAME score. And 2 cases were negative for FISH, but had a 4-plus PRAME reactivity. There was agreement in PRAME immunohistochemistry and final diagnosis in 92% of the cases with a sensitivity of 75% and a specificity of 98.8%. There was agreement between cytogenetic test results and final diagnosis in 96% of the cases with 92.3% sensitivity and 97.3% specificity. This study did show good concordance between PRAME immunohistochemistry and uh, cytogenetic studies for the diagnosis of challenging melanocytic tumors. Immunohistochemistry often is more accessible with quicker turnaround times. Limitations did include the small number of diagnosed melanomas, the non-blinded nature of the study with the results of the cytologic studies and PRAME available to the dermatopathologist prior to the final diagnosis, and the inherent subjectivity in the histopathologic evaluation and examination, even among expert dermatopathologists. Overall, though, I think this is a very interesting study that can show the utility of PRAME in helping to differentiate uh, these challenging melanocytic tumors. This is Yesel Kim, and I'll be reviewing stage excision of lentigo malignant of the head and neck, assessing surgical excision margins with Melanie, SOX10, and PRAME immunohistochemistry by first author Johan DeWett and senior author Johan Schneider in February 2023's edition of the American Journal of Dermatopathology. 
Confirming tumor-free histological margins with stage excisions for Melentico malignant of the head and neck can be problematic because of the subtle transition between Melentico malignant and actinic melanocytic hyperplasia, or AMH, of sun-damaged skin. Immunohistochemistry, or IHC, have been used to diagnose lentico maligna by identifying melanocytes within the epidermis. Melanae is the most widely used marker of melanocytes, and it targets cytoplasmic antigens within melanocytes. However, melanae stains non-melanocytic cells, such as pigmented keratinocytes, keratinocytes altered by inflammation, and melanophages. MITF and SOX10 highlight the nuclei of melanocytes and are more accurate in assessing cellularity and nuclear morphology of melanocytes. One shortcoming of SOX10 is the underestimation of melanocyte density compared to melanin A and MITF, and therefore subsequent underdiagnosis of lentigo maligna. Preferentially expressed antigen in melanoma, or PRAME, is a cancer-associated antigen with high specificity for malignant melanocytic lesions. These authors sought to determine whether IHC staining with SOX10 and PRAME aids in diagnosing lentigo malignant at the surgical excision margins of specimens obtained during stage excisions of lentigo malignants of the head and neck. This study was done in South Africa's largest Mohs referral center in the country, only cases where the pathologists suspected residual lentigo maligna on h and &E stained sections of excision margins were included. A Mohs surgeon and pathologist reviewed the original h and &E and melanin IHC stained sections blinded. Additional tissue sections were then stained with SOX10 and PRAME. A total of 35 tissue sections with an initial diagnosis of lentigo maligna by h and &E by the initial pathologist were included. In 23 of these sections, a diagnosis of lentigo maligna was ba made based on H&E and melanin. Further staining of these 35 sections with SOX10 immunohistochemistry showed only 8 to be consistent with the diagnosis of lentigo maligna and 9 showed features of AMH. In the remaining sections, a diagnosis of solar lentigo, macular SK, or AK was favored after SOX10. The 17 sections diagnosis lentigo maligna or AMH based on H&E and, &E, and SOX10 features were stained with PRAME. All lentigo maligna cases showed expression of PRAME, but in only five of the eight cases of lentigo maligna, the expression was diffused in more than 75% of tumor cells. PRAME was negative in all nine cases of AMH. Prame sensitivity and specificity was 63% and 100% respectively, and the positive predictive value was 100% and negative predictive value was 75%. In this cohort, the presence of nests strongly favored lentigo maligna, while the confluence of melanocytes per se did not distinguish between lentigo maligna and AMH. The number of melanocytes and morphology of melanocytes were less useful in diagnosing lentigo maligna. Pagetoid spread demonstrated to be less common in AMH and other histological mimics of lentigo maligna in sun-damaged skin. This study confirmed that melanin A overestimated melanocyte density and falsely stained pseudomelanocytic nests. SOX10 seemed to be superior to melanin A in assessing for the absence or presence of lentigo maligna on surgical margins. Furthermore, Although all lentigo malignant cases in the study stained positive for PRAME, 
only five of the eight cases showed nuclear expression in greater than 75% of tumor cells. Given that 75% is an arbitrary cutoff for positive staining, the significance of less staining in lentigo malina remains uncertain, especially in the light of all AMH cases being completely negative for preem. Limitations of the study includes the small number of cases and the retrospective nature of the study. Melanin IHC may overestimate melanocytic density and lead to an overdiagnosis of lentigo malignant on surgical excision margins. SOX10 is a more specific and sensitive IHC when assessing margins for lentigo malignant in sun damaged skin. Additionally, PRAME may add to the diagnostic accuracy in difficult to diagnose cases and should be used with SOX10 to supplement the assessment of histological criteria. This is Kim Tosco, and I will be reviewing pitfalls of PRAME immunohistochemistry in a large series of melanocytic and non-melanocytic lesions with literature review out of the January 2024 American Journal of Dermatopathology. Preferentially expressed antigen in melanoma, or PRAME, is an antigen that is minimally expressed in normal skin, but is highly expressed in several malignancies including malignant melanoma. It has therefore been used to aid in distinguishing benign and malignant melanocytic proliferations. Previous studies have found that greater than 80% of primary malignant melanomas are preem positive, and nearly 100% of common acquired melanocytic nevi to be preem negative. Desmoplastic melanoma, however, is positive in approximately 35%. The challenge is in borderline melanocytic lesions, where PRAME can be used to support a diagnosis, but expert opinion remains the gold standard. Authors were interested in the base rate of prime positivity in lesions deemed borderline and challenging to their group. To assess base rates of positivity among diagnoses and potential pitfalls, Authors looked at pathology reports for all specimens on which PRAME labeling was performed at their institution between January 2021 and May 2022. Authors defined borderline lesions as challenging, severely atypical melanocytic proliferations in which malignancy could not be excluded. Over 90% of all borderline lesions in PRAME-positive, severely atypical dysplastic nevi were reviewed in a consensus conference of two to nine board-certified dermatopathologists. A total of 916 lesions were included as follows. 325 malignant melanomas, 106 melanocytic lesions with borderline malignant features, 301 dysplastic nevi, 93 common acquired melanocytic nevi, 11 blue nevi, 8 spitz or reed nevi, 27 atypical spitz tumors, 9 deep penetrating nevi, 4 desmoplastic nevi, 5 BAP1 inactivated melanocytomas, and 20 seven non-melanocytic lesions. The 325 malignant melanomas in the series included 124 in situ lesions and 201 invasive lesions. 
Of the 325 conventional malignant melanomas, 80% were labeled diffusely positive with brain. One of the three spitzoid malignant melanomas, two of the eight desmoplastic or spindle cell malignant melanomas, and two of the five nevoid malignant melanomas were diffusely positive. There were no significant differences in mean age, sex, site, Breslow depth, ulceration status, or AJCC pathologic tumor stage when comparing diffusely prime positive malignant melanomas with those that lack diffuse labeling. Of the additional 106 lesions diagnosed as severely atypical melanocytic proliferations bordering on malignant melanoma, 52% of the non-spitzoid lesions and 40% or two of five of the spitzoid lesions were diffusely prime positive. In all 36 cases in which malignant melanoma was found to be associated with a melanocytic nevus, Prame did not label the benign component. Authors evaluated Prame labeling in 301 dysplastic nevi. Of the 198 that were considered severely dysplastic, 18% were diffusely Prame positive. Of 87 lesions diagnosed as moderately dysplastic, two or 1% were diffusely Prame positive. Among the 93 common acquired melanocytic nevi in the study, none were labeled diffusely positive for PRAIM. Although five lesions exhibited low PRAIM positivity. Authors also found diffusely PRAIM positivity to be occasionally present in poorly differentiated non-melanocytic malignancies. In conclusion, Prame was negative in 20% of melanomas and diffusely positive in 10% of dysplastic nevi. Given its lack of specificity, the utility of Prame remains unclear. And this study concludes by underscoring the importance of clinicopathologic correlation. So that concludes the article review for Derm Surgery Digest at the microscope looking at Prame. The first article, Prame Expression in Melanocytic Tumors, was the landmark article by Les Connell et al. in 2018 that looked at Prame positivity, showing that in 90% of melanomas, excluding desmoplastic, which has around 30-35% positivity, there is diffuse and strongly positive Prame staining. So of interest to derm surgeons doing MOS on the head and neck, 88.6% of lentical malignant types showed diffuse prime positivity. And again, the prime positivity um, in these melanomas are both strong, so very dark staining, and diffuse positivity. Most of the nevi in the study were completely negative for prime. There was a subpopulation that was positive, but again, it wasn't that strong um, diffuse positivity. So there was also some rare isolated junctional melanocytes that were prime positive in solar lenticos and just benign skin um, that could pose a pitfall in use. The second article by Lescano et al., Comparison of Immunohistochemistry for Prime with Cytogenetic Test Results in the Evaluation of Challenging Melanocytic Tumors, uh, basically compared Prime 
and looked at 110 diagnostically problematic melanocytic tumors and compared the results for PRAIM with fish and SNP arrays, and then the final diagnostic interpretation. So again, the first article just showed that, you know, melanomas were positive for PRAIM, benign nevi were not positive. The second article said, can PRAIM be helpful for challenging melanocytic tumors? And we found that, you know, 90% of cases, there was concordance between PRAIM and cytogenetic test results, and 93% concordance between PRAIM and final diagnosis. So pretty high concordance. The third article by DeWet et al. looked at PRAIM in conjunction with SOX10 and MART1 to assess surgical margins in lentical maligna, melanoma, and as we know as most surgeons, this can pose a diagnostic challenge given um, wider margins that have to be taken and sometimes difficulty in interpretation using MART, SOX10, etc. In this study, all lentical maligna cases did show expression of PRAIM, but unfortunately, in only five of the eight cases of lentical maligna, the expression was diffuse in more than 75% of tumor cells. Um, reassuringly, PRAIM was negative in the nine cases of melanocytic hyperplasia. So kind of the summary of this study is that PRAIM sensitivity was around 63%, so not that sensitive. But the specificity of PRAIM was 100%. And again, very, very you know small study, which is a limitation, of course. But if you see strong and diffuse PRAIM, that... Um, you know, should raise a red flag that you would need to take um, additional margins. And then that final article by Turner et al. out of Yale was a single institution study that reviewed the use of PRAME as well as a literature review on the pitfalls of PRAME. And they basically found, um, similar to the landmark Les Connell article, that no benign melanocytic nevi um, labeled too positively with PRAME. But 13% of dysplastic nevi were diffusely PRAIM positive, and this is new. No other study has kind of shown this to date. And they found that junctional proliferations, severe atypia, male gender and older age were associated with this PRAIM positivity in um, dysplastic nevi. And so the main takeaway point is, you know, PRAIM can be a helpful tool. If it's strong and diffusely positive, it has a very high specificity for being um, malignant. But H&E remains the gold standard, and you cannot use PRAME to completely overturn your H&E impression. So there's still a lot of work that's needed before we use this on frozen section histology, as we have very limited studies at this time. And mainly, we're going to have to know prior to starting Mohs surgery whether a tumor is PRAIM positive, and therefore, we're going to have to rely on dermatopathology or ask dermatopathology to stain and provide that information for us prior to beginning our Mohs surgery. Um, so again, that concludes our four articles and PRAIM discussions. So thank you again for joining us for the first episode of Derm Surgery Digest at the Microscope, and I hope you'll join us for our next session that will next quarter. And this is Ashley Elsonson from Loma Linda University um, signing off. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to At the Microscope, bonus content for Germ Surgery Digest, the official podcast of the Dermatologic Surgery Journal. To access the content reviewed, please reference the podcast description of your selected listening platform. We welcome all feedback please email any comments or suggestions to communications staff at asds.net. 
To learn more about the American Society for Dermatologic Surgery, visit ASDS.net.